Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our study of the book of Malachi by looking at Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 through 15. If you have a Bible with you, follow along while I read. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In your tithes and contributions. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the window of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. I will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil, and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord. But you say, have we spoken against you? You have said it is vain to serve God. What is the profit of our keeping his charge or walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. In this section of Scripture, God is reminding the children of Jacob that they've really expected better than they deserve. He lets them know that the only reason they still exist is because God has been faithful. He has not changed. And while God has been faithful, he says the children of Jacob have been stealing from him. They've robbed him. Then, of course, they ask, how are we robbing you? And God says that it is in their tithes and contributions their tithes and offerings. They haven't been giving to God the way they should. I want to be clear here that these verses do not describe how to work the system so that you can be wealthy. Unfortunately, I hear people using them exactly that way. But these verses tell us how God blesses us and what it means to rob God or to take from him things that belong to him. What's described in these verses is a group of people who had crops that were failing. They, they didn't have as much as they expected or as they wanted. So in response, they weren't giving to God as much as he had requested. God has always promised and continues to promise blessings to those who do his will. But often we're fearful that God's instruction will leave us vulnerable in some way. Giving will keep us from paying bills or buying groceries. Loving our enemy will give them an opportunity to take advantage of us. Showing kindness to strangers will make it easy for them to harm us. So the temptation is for us to come up with our own plan and ask God to be okay with that. 
then in turn, God ends up not being pleased because we're trying to save ourselves rather than trusting him to do it. And in the process, we end up making choices that produce worse situations, not better ones. God's promise of blessing to the faithful is not payment for being faithful. It's part of the experience that we have with God. We experience God and the blessing of his presence when we're obedient. Obedience is not earning anything for us. God has only asked us to do the things that are in our best interest. The benefit of doing the right thing is its own reward. But obedience puts us on God's path so that as he's working, we're able to be a part of that work. This is true in the work that he's doing in our lives, but it's also true of the work that he's doing in the lives of others. When we take advantage of the opportunities that God presents for us to be kind, to be loving, to be giving, to show mercy, to show grace, when we take those things seriously and act on them according to his will, we grow and we develop and we're blessed, but we're also affecting the lives of others, drawing them nearer to God, being a blessing to them. It's the experiences themselves that provide the blessing that God has promised. As we look at the context of the passage, it's talking about a group of people who are afraid they won't have enough to eat. And God says, just go ahead and give a tenth of your crop, like we talked about, and I will send the rains that keep the crops coming. God is talking about giving rain here, not giving money. But If we're going to draw parallels, we don't need to limit it to just money, because God certainly can bless us that way. But we need to see that God is going to provide the thing that we need to sustain us so that we're able to bless others. Any blessing that God gives us is for the building up of his people. The tithe here was used to support the priest. Remember, in earlier chapters, the priests were complaining because they didn't have very good food to eat. Well, part of the problem is the people were being allowed to make substandard sacrifices, and they weren't being asked to make their tithes and offerings the way God had requested. This was affecting all of Judah, but very specifically the priest. The people of Judah, not being willing to give of what they had to others, was causing those others to go without, to not be blessed. God intended to bless those priests through the people. And they were holding back what God had given them to share with others. We can't hang on to those blessings that God gives us for selfish purposes. We have to use them for God's purposes. We rob God when we don't use his blessings for his purposes. We can apply that to money, but we need to make sure that we understand a point we've made in previous episodes as we've looked at Malachi. The offering that a Christian makes to God is his whole self. He gives himself totally to God as a living sacrifice. So anything that God has done to contribute to or benefit us as individuals is intended to be used or sacrificed for his purposes. We have a tendency to think about the things that are ours and how we should protect them and how we should keep people from taking advantage of us. But God has given us everything, our whole lives, 
our money, our personalities, our gifts and abilities, all of these things are to be used for God, for his purposes. And our blessing comes in our submission to that, in our obedience to his will. As the passage continues, God says that he's disappointed that his chosen people are speaking harshly against him. And they say, how have we spoken harshly against you? And God lets them know that they're basically saying that they've gained nothing from following God. They're doing the things that God wants, but there's no benefit in it for them. I think first we should say that if our only reason for following God is to get something out of it, we may misunderstand our relationship with God. We can't make God owe us anything. We serve God because he's the creator of the universe. But what we do know is that God promises those who follow him wholeheartedly that they will be blessed. And Judah had been blessed. But not acknowledging God's blessings does not mean they don't exist. Just because Judah couldn't see them, or they weren't the blessings they wanted or were looking for, they were saying God had not blessed them. But he had. As the passage began, they only existed by the grace of God. We need to understand that we are a blessed people, whether it's the thing we want in the moment or not. We need to be careful not to confuse not getting our way or not getting what we want with God not caring. Sometimes the reason we don't get what we want is precisely because God cares. He knows that if he gave us what we wanted, it would lead to our destruction. There's one other very interesting concept in this section of Scripture. As God challenges them to make their tithes and offerings, he says, test me in this. Then in verse 15, Judah says, evildoers are putting God to the test and they're escaping. We know that in Deuteronomy 6, verse 16, it says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And Jesus quotes that verse to Satan in Luke 4, 12. So God says, put me to the test. Jesus said, don't put God to the test. Which is it? Testing God is mentioned both as a thing we should do and a thing we shouldn't do. But I think just in these verses, we can kind of sort that out. If you want to test God, do it through obedience. Do it by doing good things. Do the things he's asked you and see if he won't bless you in the ways that he's promised. Don't do it by withholding yourself and challenging him to do something you want. In Jesus's case, when he's talking to Satan, Satan's telling him to throw himself from the top of the temple. Jesus tells Satan, it's not appropriate for me to test God that way, to challenge him in that way. What Jesus showed by the way he lived his life was putting God to the test meant being obedient, humbly obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And when he was willing to do that, God did everything he had promised Jesus. He lifted him up and put him at his right hand, and gave him authority over everything, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, on heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. If you want to test God, do so by doing good, not by doing evil. Don't rob God by withholding the good things that he's given you to do. 
but give yourself wholeheartedly to them. And in the process, you'll experience God and His blessings. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.